you have to converse that way. Yeah. Hey, so. man, the best way yeah. to own it is that, that I don't speak it. All right. That's it. Yeah. I understand it really well, though. Yeah. So yeah, awesome. Um, so Houstonian and uh, again, careers, startups, you've, you've done a lot. Um, why, why did you start, I don't know, finding this path of purpose, um, reinventing yourself? Yeah, I think uh, a lot of my personal life circumstances, because that's not the point of this podcast, but, you know, led me to a lot of self-reflection and uh, return to core values, which is serving and helping people. And as I was working towards the end of the corporate career that I had, uh, or what at this time is was I left corporate, I started a men's outreach in inner city Houston, learned a lot about myself. You know, I think we have this savior complex where oh, we're going to go in and help these people. And it, mm-hmm. in so many ways, it helped me and it just opened my eyes to, uh, you know, anything is possible. Anybody could end up in any situation. I wanted to help people. As I started doing that, I found that I was invited to do things. People saw me as a leader and whatever. So through that group is how I started, uh, helped launch a mural art agency. But when I left corporate, I was already looking for something to do. And then I had the opportunity to leave and uh, was either uh, going to go nonprofit. I do want to serve people. I definitely want to do something entrepreneurial. That's always been in my heart. As I spent 20 plus years in commodities trading, that's very much you own that. You wear that every day. It's like being an entrepreneur. You get comfortable being uncomfortable. It's awesome training ground. Makes you super ADD, but hmm. you do learn how to focus and do the things that will ultimately make money in a business or and hopefully help people like we're doing at Parachute or if you're doing that to help people, you're really focused on how can I meet their need? Just like you always want to meet customers' needs. I don't want to build things that I want to do. I want to help people how they want to be helped. Absolutely. Well, that's so, how it led me for that, is wanting to help people. And uh, I, I see the product saint um, as well as part of your your introduction. Three times founder, startup advisor, product strategist, and career co- coach. As a product strategist, what's the number one secret? Number one secret is... All right. Welcome in to Vision Pros Live with Jackson Callum. I'm your show host. We will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Hey, welcome into Vision Pros Live. I'm your show host, Jackson Callum founder and CEO of First Class Business. I'm excited to have you guys uh, here today with us. We've got Kurt Olivares. He's going to be talking about reinventing himself and reinventing yourself, how to go about doing that, why it might be helpful for for your life. I'll ask some questions about the process as well. Before we go into what Kurt does and and his vision, we're going to talk about some of these sponsors up here, these being entities that I support and I'm grateful for. In fact, Neither one of these sponsors is paid sponsors. I actually pay cold click for helping us with LinkedIn automation, but it's such a valuable tool and resource for the majority of people who are listening in who struggle to lead generate and get in front of the right people that I love sharing that with individuals. So this program allows us to create automation on LinkedIn uh, and, and get as front of as many people as possible. And it's up to us to create the right type of message in order to do that. But to put that into a frame, uh, we're very good at our messaging. Um, this weekend, Friday through uh, through Sunday, for instance, I woke up on Monday and I had 39 people who had responded excited to be on the show. 
um, you know, and, and learn more about it. So I, I don't know of too many systems that can drive that type of result, especially with the type of, of great <clears throat> uh, percentages and engagement um, that, that we have. And I've got other videos on, on that process and the case study itself. But if you don't know how to get in front of people and you need more appointments, then I highly recommend looking at the automation tools that are out there um, and uh, stay agnostic, be willing to change at any given time. In addition to that, Simply Fast websites, um, not something that I use, but something that I wish I had found when I was starting out. Uh, Shane Michaels built a program where he's got websites offered at $179. Um, and if I run your shoes and I'm brand new and I, and I don't have a website, then instead of, instead of spending the hundreds of hours I spent on it, and instead of, um, you know, because I was, I was trying to use Wix and Squarespace and Weebly and, and WordPress, all sorts of things to build up, and spending a lot of money in the process of building my websites, I would have paid Shane $179 and just said, dude, here's, give me your form, what I need to submit, let's get this done and get it out there. And it would have saved me a lot of time and hassle that I ended up dedicating towards processes that prevented me from being productive. Um, it's important not to be busy, it's important to be productive as an entrepreneur, and that would have allowed me to do so. Resources like that were harder to find um, back in the day. Now you have one, I hope it blesses your life, still do your due diligence and look out there at what else you could be doing for growth. Um, don't limit yourself. The water project. The water project is <clears throat> something that I'm, I'm never going to get tired of talking about because there's so many people on this in this world who need us to talk about this. People who do not have access to clean drinking water, something you and I take for granted. I can actually go get from my sink. Um, even my unfiltered water in my sink and, and yours is probably likely better than the sources of water that these wonderful people have to go and and get their livelihood taken care of from and they're missing school to do so they're missing work in order to get water and we have the opportunity to make massive impact um and for very small funds um you know even if you're just contributing a dollar or i don't know a thousand dollars ten thousand dollars you have the opportunity to see the difference in what you're doing because the water project shows you where your money went to which community you were able to help and support and you get to see the transformation take place. I think that's awesome. If you have another cause that you'd love to see us highlight and support and talk about, then don't hesitate to drop a comment about that cause because you never know uh, how much good you'll have done just by the ripple effect of, of creating a little bit of awareness for a said cause. Um, and uh, I'd be remiss to not take that opportunity. Um, now, before I bring Kurt on stage, um, one of his websites, productsaint.com, does an excellent job. He's, he's done a great job of making sure that it's very clear what it is he's capable of doing and what his, what his past represents as well. Um, so beyond the 20 years of commodities training and his, you know, his ability to work with startups and provide career guidance and also his dedication to reinventing himself, which we might, we might dive into deep. We might not, that'll be up to him. Um, but there's just there's just a depth that I caught in uh, you know in, in paying attention to uh, again when I when I'm studying who should I bring on the stage um, you know and and should we should we <clears throat> dive in about the personal aspects or should we dive in about the business aspects of this individual um, me pondering and thinking through that is what ultimately drives the type of questions that come out yes we have a formula and you see that on the screen when we highlight the questions but sometimes we take detours because there's a there's a perceived depth um, of appreciation on both the guest part and my part, and then it's just your opportunity to take what you want from that. So, without further ado, Kurt, thanks for joining me on Vision Pros Live, man. It's awesome to have you here. Yeah, I'm, it's a pleasure. I was out of the blue. I'm so excited. 
uh, to talk with you. Uh, just uh, looking at your piercing blue eyes, I know I'm going to be able to really pay attention. And, uh, you know, as most entrepreneurs, we get shiny things, but uh, I'm 100% present for this. I, I hope that um, we can talk about some things that are that are near and dear to others that are listening and uh, hopefully, you know, friends after that. Change some lives. And yes, yeah. absolutely. The friendship's there, man. Um, I'm yeah. just going to call away, just like the song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, who who would you say should be listening today, and um, why sh why should they listen to you? I think uh, that's a great question. First of all, thank you. Uh, I think that people that should that I, I like to help are people that are doing some sort of a pivot. Either life handed them something that they didn't expect that happened to me personally, uh, or their career, they just walked in one day and they, they found that they no longer had a place at an organization. Uh, they don't know where to step next. Maybe they were very stagnated. They didn't really grow in a career for 10, 15, 20 years. That was my story. Uh, but they are committed to making personal change and they want that next thing. And they're saying, how do I figure that out? Why they should listen to me? I, you know, I never suppose to tell someone how they should, what they should do. I always like to find out what their goals are. What, what would like, if you snapped your fingers, where would you be tomorrow? A lot of people can't answer that, but it's a good thing to, to really think about. Like, if I achieve the things that I want, am I putting myself in a position to do those things? If I want to be an entrepreneur, how, what am I doing every day? One thing. And so I have applied that for myself. It is much easier said than done. It's uncomfortable. But I think uh, what we learned to be comfortable, being uncomfortable, it's not a cliche. Mm -hmm. It's true in my life. So, yeah, that's who should listen. Why they should listen is I've done it myself. Uh, but I like to help people find what works for them. Wow. So you actually hit one of my super secret powers, something that I can't address very often uh, because you, if you have a power that goes kind of against the nature of another person you're talking to, it's not a good idea to, to put it into use, you know, or to put it into place or to talk about it, but <clears throat> you nailed it. And we share this principle. You said you never tell others what to do. Um, and I have been learning to practice that over the last six years of my life, um, and really dedicated myself to to moving, shifting myself from a network marketer um, mentality of shoving things down people's throats, whether they want to hear it or not, um, to realizing, wait a second, people have their own visions and their their own ability to guide themselves. They don't need me. I don't. I had the savior's complex. You talked about the superhero complex, and taking taking that making that dynamic dynamic and, and gigantic shift from being a in-your-face influencer to living intentionally and allowing people to make their own decisions, there aren't enough leaders that are that are catching the vibe and realizing there's there's a lot of shoulds. You should do this. Yeah. You know, why don't you do this? Um, you know, this would be so much better for you uh, that, that exists out there. And it, it's, it's so toxic. It's so overlooked. It's not even mm -hmm. caught. And you hit it head on. Thank you for that. Um, what is your vision for those that you serve? Speaking of with that, with that context, um, for the success of, of to, to reach their goals or to realize um, 
that thing that I thought I really wanted, uh, it, it's not what I want, right? To help them uncover what are those goals and uh, to, to find you hit a, a superpower is something that we talk about in career coaching a lot. Uh, what's your superpower? What do people, when, when something needs to get done and you're not in the room or you couldn't make the meeting, what do people in your personal life or professionally, what do they say? Damn, I wish, I wish Jackson was here because they would know what to do. They would, or they're really good at this thing. And um, I think when we start there, and that's part of my vision to serve people is to help them uncover what it is, because just like we have uh, people like us, they have a very dominating personality or, or we did. And we tell, yeah. we want to tell people what to do. A lot of people that's also for themselves. This is what I should be doing comparison to Tony. So to help them uncover their vision for their life and then to support them in that by, by holding them accountable. And it's not, I always ask people, okay, so here's what, what we might do. And the reason I say that is that's how it is in software development or okay. in how might we? I think we go in with an, so many strong assumptions. Uh, where has that gotten us, right? Where, you know, mm -hmm. and so helping people uncover that uh, for themselves is incredibly rewarding to see them do it because, and for myself to continue to learn from others. Uh, so, vision I serve, I actually get service for that. That's not why I do it. But there's a, there's a, there's a benefit to me of just like learning, always be learning. And it's so rewarding, man. It's it's not it's not any different than you know parenting. Um, and I have four kiddos, and it, there's moments where I control the reality, right? And then the moments where I let go, though, and I allow my kids to make that choice, the decision, or I guide them through a healthy question, and I have that. You just you can see the fire unleash in mm -hmm. such a good way, and they're, they 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 get it, and you're like, whoa! Like just experiencing that, you know, it's not why you do it. But the experience of that, it it unleashes a, a level of life that couldn't exist if you got in the way of that that learning process. So what's your vision for you, Kurt? Uh, my vision for me, that's a good question. And I and I help people uncover, you know, people often say uh, what you do for your profession so well for yourself. I know a lot of traders that don't manage money them very well themselves, uh, but they manage billion dollar portfolios, right? Um, mm. So for me, you know, I have gone through this exercise and it's ever evolving. So my vision for myself is to put myself in a position financially and through a sphere of influence where I can reach as many lives as possible to help them accomplish their goals. What does that look like today? Career coaching. I don't know what it will look like tomorrow, right? Uh, or setting up a framework to disrupt an entire uh, way that a generation finds work. I mean, I'm part of the, the Gen Xers. I came out of school, went to a decent school, got a job. Just they even had this, what kind of paper do you print your resume on? That doesn't matter today, but we're still trying to help kids find a job there. So my vision is to help as many people as possible professionally, uh, students, and to disrupt the way that universities, tech boot camps, upscale programs justify their, or help them find work and optically for those universities to be able to still be in business. Honestly, the, the government's putting a lot of pressure, social pressure, to justify the rising cost of education. And that is a social impact that I would love to be a part of. Uh, but personally, wow. um, what uh, is to always be growing. I, I again, my whole life has become a how might we. And I've learned to you know, appreciate uncertainty in a way that 
uh, other people find to be very, they're like, either you're nuts or you're the most optimistic person or you're, you're shaded, uh, you know, rose colored glasses. No, I'm very realistic. Uh, I'm, you know, but my vision for myself is to continue to grow. And um, it doesn't, you know, you flatline, you go back to behaviors, but it's always to, to get better. And how we define better is really important as well. Um, what does better look like? Is it me more money? Whatever for me happens not to, though I do need to survive. It is, am I delivering help to others or am I able to receive knowledge and learning from others uh, in a meaningful way? And that's your personal connection. So, wow. That's my that's, a, that's beautiful, man. Thank we you. have had some awesome, awesome visions today. Um, and we've had three episodes today and all three people have just hit powerfully um, on on the personal vision. And and I don't want to say that that hasn't happened with others, but there's there are tears. Um, and it's like today there was an entirely new tone set. Um, so thanks. Thanks for being part of that. Um, mm. I'm going to shift you down to one of the, I say down over, um, perhaps to one of the darker subjects of business. Um, you know, you've, you've had a lot of business experience. You got three, three times founder. Um, you've worked with clients. What's been your worst business experience ever? Wow. Uh, we could do a whole show on top five. <laughs> I think that this is something everybody can relate to. And, I, and it's something that I don't focus on uh, too much, though I can, I'm going to tell you. Uh, but I, I always like to just always be moving forward. Um, I always tell people, uh, if you're leaving a situation because of an experience that you had there, um, it, you're going to find that experience elsewhere. It's mm -hmm. an Eastern philosophy, right? Uh, always go to something rather than away. Because the thing that you're going away from, many times has been my experience, so personally as well as working with others, it's something that you're carrying with you. So to expect that when you leave, because this thing happened to you, and yeah, I have 100% things happen out of your control in business in particular, but you can only control what you control and your response to that is very important because that the next time it happens, and it will happen again, uh, you're prepared for it on what, what is my trauma trigger and how can I manage that down? And you can actually turn that into an opportunity. So, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer your question. I'm a storyteller. That was so, huge. Everything's just, a little story. I gotta say, no, get to I, gotta say it. I mean, you. Yeah. I had to write notes on that one because I was like, "That's a concept I want to journal about later." So I'm glad you did hit the principle. Oh, I've been a lot of something never way. Yes. Go ahead, man. Help. So thank you for that. Um, my worst business experience was actually right before I left corporate, and it wasn't the reason why I left. But it was something that I thought, if ever I start my own company, how can I avoid this thing? It is where we put people in a position of a lot of response. I had a lot of responsibilities managing a billion dollar portfolio for a publicly traded company that had just gone through, uh, uh, just uh, was doing asset divestiture. And I was called in because I had expertise. They'd never had my role before. Um, and so in the beginning, it was, we love this guy, you know, but I quickly found out that I had a lot of um, knowledge that wasn't held internally and a lot of responsibility, but I didn't have any authority to execute. And uh, that's okay. I think if managed properly at the, uh, at the highest level, that can be a very useful segregation of powers. You can have a diversity of thought and really have impact without somebody going rogue. That's what it's intended for. 
But what I found is that that was also a way to re resolve the people who were making decisions of the rationale for the decision. And so I found myself in a position where, uh, and this happened twice in my career, but uh, the most recent experience, you know, was, uh, you know, hey, you told us to do this thing. And uh, yeah, we didn't do it. Why didn't you pound your fist harder that we should have done? I was like, well, I mean, I did. I didn't know how else to demonstrate that. But again, being Latino, uh, we just turned 40, sitting in a room full of white, gray-haired people um making millions uh multiples of what i what i was being paid i was well paid but you know uh not only did i did i have to win them over with like you look like a bartender i mean i i, I a lot of people ask me oh what, what do you do do you have a nightlife where do you bartend oh, no exactly i mean I'm work, I'm catching up with you. i'll get that question soon yeah i'll have my hair down the shoulders and wearing a bun or whatever it's falling out now but my point is is that um it's, it's responsibility without an adjusted amount of authority. That was a, a bad experience I've had multiple times. So I don't want to, I don't want to hone in on that because we would go and look at my work history and say, well, it must've been that place. Um, I don't want that because I hold everybody that I've worked with in the highest regard professionally. Um, and I don't want to carry that with me. I've, I've let go people, some people that were like, oh my God, if that happened to me, it didn't number one. And number two, I can control how I respond to this. And I, uh, I'm not a believer in karma, but I do believe that you uh, reap what you sow. So that's a similar concept. And if it if it doesn't come back to you on what you did to me, that's okay. I don't need that, um, but it likely will, right? Um, and so I very direct about this isn't right. Um, I will tell people this isn't right uh, from my perspective, not only because I'm hurt, but I think it's going to hurt you in the long run. And I have, I'm, I have those hard conversations easily. So that was my worst business experience several times over. Uh, a lot of responsibility, not the authority, uh, and then being hung out to dry when things didn't go well and they didn't even take the, the, the advice that I, that I had or allow me to execute that strategy. That's a common occurrence, um, even in well-prepared companies but especially in the, in the startup and the small business world, because you're, you're just starting out, you know, you, you don't know how to, how to go about that, but the, the period of the period and the ability of transition, how to prepare for it, how to navigate it is there's just so many intricacies that are hard to, hard to anticipate. Um, if you don't have, um, <clears throat> the right experience, the right training, the right preparation, that type of a process so well well said and well articulated on that on how how to define that responsibility without an increase in authority um i love that so what's your uh what's your best experience in business look like uh shifting gears what I, feel free to hone in on one or two of those i don't want to make you yeah no, no, no. i um really yeah i my best experience has been actually with what i'm doing right now and it was something that i never expected i would get into um it was career coaching uh and yeah, I'm not forever going to be the main career coach at Parachute. I mean, we're building a scalable model, uh, multiple verticals to you know help coaches develop as well as um, serve our, our platform to disrupt uh, the way that universities and uh, learning organizations prepare students for the workforce. But I've had the pleasure of either through a one-to-many or a one-on-one -on -one impacting people, even if it was a brief DM conversation off to the side during a, a panelist on a job 
community, whatever, uh, to coach or help over, you know, at this point it's over a hundred people. And to that has been the best experience for me because a, again, I always learned something about myself. Um, you can never shed. I mean, I, I find, well, never is a dangerous word. Never and always is the most dangerous word in business or in life. Well but, said. Well said. <laughs> but society I, that is so polarizing with hyperbole. Yes. I think we need to talk talk about that for just yeah. a minute. And that is there is a harmony middle ground that exists that is that is so much safer. Right, right. Boundaries are, are a way to kind of have a soft never and uh you know always, but I think uh, when we go how might we, how maybe, and that's a big software principle. Um, but I've learned a lot about myself. Uh and but I, I feel that I've helped a lot of people that said, wow, I try to instill confidence. I deal with a lot of people that are unemployed or they're pivoting in their career or they're a student with very little experience. They have their portfolio. Right. And um, I help them. You know, that's been my best experience is, again, kind of drawing back to what are your goal goals? And here's the things that I see. Like, I always like to encourage people, like when I, I do a lot, you know, one-on-one Zoom, whatever. So I ask people, you know, give me your elevator pitch. What are you, what are you about? What do you want to do? We help people with that. Get it inside of 60 seconds, 10 minutes later. I still may or may not know, but I uh, try to draw out, find one, two, three good things that they did. Oh, you're a great communicator, whatever. That power of words um, to help people. Uh, because I'm a words affirmation person. I think it's really important to know what kind of way that you want to receive love. Um, I try to, you know, live that out with others. And I found it to be very effective. The people that I, that's been the most rewarding experience is helping people that are, that feel maybe it's true or not feel marginalized in a particular area of their life. That were in the inner city that I knew and then became friends with that were uh, formerly incarcerated or recovering drug addicts, whatever, or if they're the young professional who says, I've been rejected so many times. I don't know it was a problem with me. Um, well, are you talking about this part of yourself? That's awesome. Let's highlight that. And let's not talk about our failures. That is a very rewarding experience to see people put that into practice and come back and say, oh, that thing you told me, I feel so good about it. I feel confident. I hear the word confidence a lot back to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the, you have, you have a, um, a subtlety about you, um, something that I've caught now. Vision Pros. I got to I got to see Kurt's pre-show that he did with with Sean, who's on my team, um, and evaluate that. And now I get to see him talking to you guys as well. And and you've <clears throat> you got a quiet dignity about you um, that is that is often rare to see in in today's society, especially for podcast. Um, and it's got a different style of level up, but. What really draws my attention is your ability to mirror, um, mirror the person you're talking to in a way that's uh, not just, it's not mimicking, it's respectful of the vibe. How do you do that? So what, what, how did you train for these? You know, you got boundaries, you know, it's hyperbole, um, you know, it's, it's like I'm talking to, I'm, and I'm serious, I've talked to a lot of therapists in my life, a lot of doctors. Um, you have a tremendous amount of resources for communication where the heck does that come from oh that's a layered question so bear with me i use all i use all my words for the day by 11 a.m usually so we, uh, <laughs> buckle up so i i can't attribute it entirely to myself number one 
I was not always this way. And it hurt a lot of relationships that impacted other people. And it was around my late thirties when I was brought to a place of humility through, through some circumstances, personally and professionally, that um, I began to examine that. Why am I so dogmatic in the way? And because I, I've always had the same values. I always want to help people, but I think I was really pounding, uh, trying to justify it. I'm smart enough because I was often the only, um, you know, uh, Latino in the room. Honestly, I grew up in an affluent white area. I'm kind of, I wouldn't say it was a chip on my shoulder, but I had something to prove. Kind of like an inferiority complex to it. Yeah, 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 I mean, 100%. I didn't I realize that. that until later. Uh, so you want to prove how smart you are. And part of the way you do that is like, if you only listen to me, I can help you. So that was one thing. I, I identified that uh, through personal study, through introspection to really, and, the, and I, so this is the thing I, two things I attribute to. Um, my change. Number one is it takes time. It's time, maturity. Uh, if I went through exactly the same things that uh, me personally, I'm not saying this for all 25 year olds, for me personally, 25 or 28, when I was making far more money than I ever thought I would make, and then I'm ended up making more. And that's not what the point is. The point is, is that we uh, receive that validation and now we lean into that thing. We think that that's what got us there. I wasn't, wouldn't be able to receive what I needed to learn from those situations. So it's been time. And it's been, um, I have a very strong faith. Uh, you know, whatever your faith is, I, I find it to be really useful to uh, meditate, pray, do a lot of introspections during those times that you're in a voice. Well, often that's been lying to you all day. Nobody speaks to you more than any, than your own mind. And that is the person that needs to love you because you are going to be that person until you die. Uh, so you need to understand that about yourself and then start to filter out what's the negative and, and be honest with yourself. So that comes through faith, uh, wisdom in the, in the passages of, of the, um, of the um, I wouldn't even call it a religion. It's the belief in a relationship that I have with, you can call it the universe if you'd like, uh, but I happen to call it God. Uh, God is the universe and I think is expanse. So I have no problem with that. Right. So that's number one. And number two is a shout out to my brother-in-law. He's a crisis communications expert. And when I went from trading where you, you know, it is very dogmatic about what you do, you got to be right. So you really ingrain that thing into you, like I'm right, uh, to learn how to read my audience and know how to deliver the message that does not change. My core values don't change. How I deliver that is how my, what my perception is of how others want to receive it. And that came from, again, my brother-in-law kind of guiding me to that when I was kind of struggling making that transition from a trading role directly into a kind of a C minus one role. I didn't even know that when I got it. And then it was like, next thing I know, CEO was like, I want you on my, on my floor. I want you to come pound on my door, interrupt me in a call if this thing happens, right? Uh, I had to learn how to be, I always want to tell the truth, but people that are truth seekers, oftentimes it comes across super judging. That's because they're not, they might not be modifying the way that they communicate. Uh, nice modification, live example. Yeah, so I, yeah. And move I don't often correct myself that much because I don't want to draw attention to it, but I do want to be in, in, intentional. With the reason why I want to draw attention to it though, Kurt, is because most of the visionaries who listen to this show um, are in some stage of developing the same type of leadership responsibility we have a responsibility to communicate to others um, our vision clearly 
And if we can't communicate that vision clearly, which 99% of people I would say aren't very good at that, then we're going to end up with a world with 96% failure rates in business. Hello, we live there right now. So it's very important that people recognize these subtle, this is, there's so much depth that you're unpacking right now that, yeah, the, the, the meme world's not going to care too much about it. Um, they're just going to go right past this episode and be like, man, this, this, and they're going to pass all my episodes. I don't care about it. But the people who are leveling up, it's these little subtle tactics. And I, when I say tactics, it's a tool. You happen to use it for good. You know, some people can use it for bad. I hope that everybody listens, continues to use it for good. So sorry to interrupt you, but I'm learning from you. Hey, I'm, I'm learning from you. And again, I just want to reiterate, it's a pleasure to be invited. I didn't know what I was signing up for quite in the beginning, right? With the initial, and you did mention that uh, your LinkedIn campaign is very good. It's very effective because it plays to that little piece of us that wants to say, oh, I'm special. Uh, you know, I, I, people should hear what I have to say. Um, and uh, it was it was serendipitous that uh, because I had just been invited to another two podcasts. And I wasn't able to do those. And uh, somebody was saying you should go on the speaking circuit because that will help build your business. It wasn't like, oh, you're so awesome at speaking. It was that um, you're trying to promote this really thing. It sounded like they were selling the moment they said should. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, th this is somebody I really admire and um, I, they've done it. And and I. People like that, I think they can tell me should. I think it's a layer sure. of, uh, of trust, um, though it is still a dangerous word because people are we're rebellious about our heart, right? Uh, when when I say sell that. too, I, I don't yeah. mean they had a financial reality. No, no, I get it. No, you know, that's that. Hero no, problem. I get it. I get it. Uh, but it was very serendipitous that you reached out because I was like, oh man, what is it about me? All of a sudden, that people want me to to share my ideas. Um, but yeah, when it comes funny. to business, I, I do know, and, and maybe you're about to pivot us there, and, and you did ask about business, and I keep going back to like this, you know, like I'm some guru floating here, like a yoga master. I, I'm not that all the time, um, but I do I do strive not for that persona, but for uh, people to know me as someone that's like, okay, I'm very passionate, okay? Yeah. But when you mix it and you're Latino, right? Like. You mix that passion in with kind of this know-it-allness, right? You end up judging. But if you mix that passion and you re-channel re that into someone else, it, it can be very effective in business. So, yeah. you know, one thing I've learned a lot about is uh, the people that we're serving right now. It's a student level. It's a, you know, even tech pivoters, you're kind of that 25 to 35 years old, uh, maybe even a little bit younger. Understanding how they want to be helped has been, is our moat at Parachute. It's people. They know what to do. They don't know how to do it necessarily, or if it's being effective for them. And that, that applies to so many places in life. And a lot of my coaching sessions about, you know, help me with my resume or help me with my elevator pitch, help me uncover my superpowers. It ends up being this unpacking of, well, you're really talented. You should have, a, you, you will get a job. Um, what's, what's holding you back? And a lot of times it's like a first generation American or uh, LGBTQ plus or uh, people of color that, that, you know, they feel like I'm not like the person there. But at the end of the day, you are, you have a heartbeat and right. there's something good about you that I want you to work on showing that professionally. So that helps me, people get, uh, uh, people are working for me that are awesome. Uh, they came in, they're committed because uh, that's how I approach it. Well, what do you want to do? Like you have this training, but we'll, we'll find something for you to do. I'm not paying you yet. 
but it's an opportunity. It's a, it's a mutual exchange. What what would you like to right. learn from me? What would you like to learn more of, and then share with others? And then you know, if you find a job, great. As you're working with me, um, that's what we're rooting for. So uh, I don't know where we started on that. No, you're good. It was it. It doesn't matter where we ended. Was great. <laughs> People can rewind if they want to. We can watch it later too. Um, right. But to move to move into um, one of the more powerful questions. Um, and we, not that we haven't stuck with all power questions, mm -hmm. but if this was your last opportunity to share advice with visionaries, um, what's the powerful lesson that other visionaries can learn from your experience? Um, I think for when we're talking about that reinvention, I think we probably didn't, I, I told you that, Hey, maybe that's, that could be the thing that I want to talk about. Um, but it's that to never to to it's okay to make assumptions but i think we if we translate those into hypothesis and then we break that down it's you know how might we, we or i think based on the prior experience this about that type of employee or about that type of opportunity uh and then un unpack that rather than just say i'm not doing it or uh it worked in the past so I, i'm gonna go do that no, let's let's test it. Every every situation is unique, but there are some commonalities, and you can look for those flags, right? So it's to it's to use your experience to not form such hard assumptions until you've done the data, you know, uncovered the data by forming a hypothesis, and that goes for whether uh, I think I want to go into you know medicine or I think I want to be in a band or whatever it is. That's a hypothesis until you've done it. So for yeah. the non-science people, be open to questioning. Yes. Correct. Um, yeah. Rather than than feeling like you have to live in a safety box, um, you know, where you you don't look at the you don't question how things are, being open to questioning your experiences and what else you can yeah. get out of them. Is that correct? It's the, it's the way we frame. Maybe this is another way to put it. Uh, the way that we frame the problem or our, the problem that we think we're trying to solve. Uh, it's the way that we frame that question, uh, because a lot of times when you talk to customers and software development, or even when you're coaching someone, they think that a lot of times we help them uncover that the thing they thought was the problem is actually just a symptom of a root. So it's again, validating the hypothesis and, uh, not holding too tightly with closed fist, the, your, you know, the thing that you knew that worked, that's okay. It's part of your value system. But I found that when you are not in a position to receive, when you have these closed fists and you also look like you're fighting, kind of go, go in open-minded and say, I want to share what I know. I want to find out more. Tell me more about that. And now I have my, my hands open, both literally and figuratively in my mind. I'm in a position to learn and uh, possibly help someone receive help that could help someone else. It's a stewarding of that, of that advice. Uh, but it starts with a hypothesis or a framing of the question. That's awesome. Great advice. <clears throat> always, uh, there's always an opportunity to be be questioning. Uh, one of the greatest resources in the world, in my opinion, is the Bible. Um, take yeah. the opinion for what you want and ask and you shall receive. Right. Um, it's one of the most powerful. That's, uh, I, I was going to say, I, some people, uh, I'm very uh, forward about my faith, but I also... Uh, I'm a, uh, a Christian, um, but I would say, but uh, I, I practice what I believe is is closer to an Eastern uh, Christianity, meaning that's where it started. 
this westernization of it's um yeah. hey i love an entertaining uh church service i go to a very charismatic church where it's like uh, the, the band is amazing. The, the the creative assets and the way that they do the programs are that's not for everyone, right? Right. Uh, but but and that's not what carries you through life. It is the the quiet moments of self reflection and right. of being honest with oneself. And that's really and and loving other people. People always ask me, what does it mean that you're a Christian? Well, it doesn't mean I'm perfect. If you spent a day with me, Jackson, <laughs> I'd probably frustrate you at some point. Um, oh, you know, but that being said, uh, it is, it is, my heart's intention is to love other people. That's it. You love God. You don't know it, but you do because that's what he is. So again, I uh, think for you platform to share that, but that is a big part of who I am. It's huge on this platform. Yeah. And, and, and I appreciate that. The very few business shows or leaders actually talk about that. And that was something that I set out to do in tech is to say, why aren't there more people that believe? Because what we're doing is changing the world and they want to have impact. That's what we want to do as Christians or uh, Jews or Muslims or whatever your faith is. That's ultimately what's at the, at the heart of it. How can we yeah. help other people? That's what we're doing in tech. So we're doing career. Now, my first semester uh, at BYU, I got a 0.33 GPA. So if you're looking for advice in college, uh, just tell your kids to go like this. Um, but on my my last semester um before dropping out um i had a world religions class it was one of my favorite experiences a teacher was as boring as it could possibly get sorry to throw him under the bus but i think he deserves it um <laughs> however we um it, we did so many cool projects of learning about different religions that were out there and one of the things that he did say um was he said man the the, the western cultures the eastern culture the eastern cultures have such a profound connection to the art of meditation. Mm -hmm. um, and, and he kind of threw his hands. It was the only time he showed any emotion whatsoever and in, in an entire semester. And he apologized for it afterwards. And I was like, that's what we want. <laughs> if you just please like create some emotion in this. Right. And, and he did it right there with that. And that has stuck with me for my, my life. So in, in nine minutes, uh, this little device right here will go dong and there will be a prayer bell. Um, that happens to remind me, you know, that it is, it is time to pray. And I learned that from looking at, at different religions throughout the world and realizing like, wow, how cool is that? That they are so dedicated to their internal discovery, their devotion and relationship with their God as well, that they will stop everything um, to make sure that they, they contact the, the being and the source of power that can ultimately guide them to live their best life possible. Like that's, yeah. that's what we get with that. Yeah. So it's a superpower that, um, yeah, sure. There's people who shy away from it, but in terms of, uh, of you sharing it now, this is, this is an open platform. And, yeah. and if we can't share our super superpowers, then we're not doing, we're not serving. Our yeah. audience. And, and, and the way that, um, really quick, uh, the way that I share my faith is, um, people often ask me kind of questions that you're asking, like, man, why are you this way? They just did that to you. And um, that's what I, I never lead with my faith. I right. want, if I'm, if I'm living it out, somebody will be curious about it. And right. then just like we were talking about, how does someone who couldn't be helped? They're going to ask you, mm -hmm. how do I do that? How do I, how, what? And even when I share it, some of my best, two of my best friends are atheists. Um, they're kind of tired of it. Right, because we get into these philosophical sure. questions, but 
So there's no, we can't come to a common ground though we share so much, um, so many positive moral values and, and um, ways of helping. The fact that you do and they do, you guys, you're able to, you know, you created a bond based on that open respect, um, you know, and the ability to talk about it, but naturally there's going to be a, a, a type of a chasm that exists between being able to understand each other fully. Yeah. Um, yeah. You saw mutual respect for each other's yeah. ideas. And that's yeah. what it's, that's really what it's all about. In my opinion, we, we um, are running a little bit short on time. Um, okay. I want to extend an invitation. Um, hold myself to this publicly. Um, and one, anybody who's listening in, uh, definitely feel free to connect with Kurt through LinkedIn, through his websites, Parachute. Um, if you have somebody who needs a, a career guidance, like uh, you've, you've just learned um, and realized there's an awesome opportunity there. We're not going to expose a reality that I, I loved you talking about. You said resumes um possibly not even mattering anymore um there's if you want to know more about that then ask her but um i i would say that from my perspective on jobs one of the things i don't see people doing is proactively going in and saying hi or making the phone call to do such but it's more than that there's so many more aspects that can prepare you for having a great career such as negotiating salary and knowing how to do that defining what it is you want to do redefining and reinventing yourself all those aspects are things that Kurt can do with you. But I'd love to propose the idea, Kurt, that I actually wrote 80% of a book several years ago. And I was very close to finishing and publishing it when I was going through my divorce. And I realized I didn't want to go into interviews and, and have to talk about the reality of, of what might be happening in my marriage. Um, and I didn't want to lie to the audience either. So I shelved it. The book is called Dead and Broken. Jobs are dead and universities are broken. And it's a guide to, to freelancing as well. Um, but it, it dissects both those dynamics. If you're ever interested in being a co-author with me on that and and uh, joining forces, I would be very happy. Um, 100%. To, uh, let's, let's put out, let's make volumes. I think I think this is so, it's uh, very much needed. Uh, not because of the, not only the economic, but the, there's such a mind, a mind professional connection. And that's part of what we do in career coaching and specifically at the curriculum that we were in at parachute we we talk about your mind let's be honest let's talk and let's set goals and then we go from there before we, we actually get to resume it right like three and a half we did an initial review but i i can't help you unless i know what you're about and oftentimes people don't know what they're about your book might help with that and um yeah i'd love to talk more about that thanks for the offer yeah, absolutely, man. Um, look forward to a, a lifelong friendship. Vision Pros, if you have any questions for Kurt, don't hesitate to drop those in the comments as well. We'll make sure to forward those to him. Uh, also on the landing page, we'll make sure that his links are there. Um, if you have any desires to be on the show as well and share your own vision, don't hesitate to reach out visionproslive.com. There's a guest button so you can apply to the show. We'd love to hear your vision and uh, potentially put you on the show as well. So Kurt, thank you for being my guest today, man. And everybody have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you. All right. Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. This is going to get more and more fun. We'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And 